Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donald Faison testing one, two, three, four. Donald Faison testing one, two, three, four. Are you testing? Are you testing? Is your is your microphone set? I've got some new toys uh, to play with over here, Donald. I don't give a shit about your toys right now, buddy. I'm sick of your face. I'm sick of your face. Why? Oh, because why? All I watch, oh, I don't watch it on purpose, but oh. my daughter keeps playing this damn Cheaper by the Dozens <laughs> Thank movie. you. To, that's my number one fan, my goddaughter right there. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. So you're having telling me you to don't watch, watch it? Having to watch. I do watch it. I have to watch it because she's watching it all the time. Like back to back to back to back to back. That shit's on 24-7. <laughs> Dude, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. And then having to do a rewatch and then having to look at your face again. I can't believe it. I'm so sick of your face, buddy. I love, I love you so much. I love, I love you. you so I much. I love you so much. And I love that Wilder, who is how old? <laughs> She's six. Six. Uh, so if you have a six-year-old, listen. Let them see Cheaper by the Dozen. She's the target demo. Well, everybody's really the target demo. You're so good I know. in it, man. Thank you. Hold man. on one second. Hold on one second. My wife wants to say something. Play the song. KC, come down here. I don't know nothing about raising these fools. So tell me what to do. I don't know nothing about raising these kids. And that's what it is. Hey, I just have to tell you. So yesterday I was picking Wilder up at art camp. And she was refusing to get in the car. And I was like, Wilder, we got to go. And, and somebody said, well, what time is it? She goes, it's wine time. <laughs> 
And I said, it's what? Because first of all, I don't even drink wine. I barely drink at all. Is that in the movie? She, yes, I guess. <laughs> and, and I guess someone the dozen? says, yes, someone yeah. says it's wine time. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, we've got to cut her off. That's my number one fan right there. She's got, she, she sits and repeats the dial. She says the dialogue with the actors. I, I put the uh, video, Casey posted this video that was so adorable of what time was it in the morning? Oh, it was like 7.30 in the morning. At like 7.30 in the morning. She's got, the movie opens with a Beyonce song and she's like dancing around the living room, getting, getting her breakfast underneath her blanket, all ready to watch it. She's like, <laughs> and Casey goes, you're going to watch it again? <laughs> well, because, and they're on spring break, so we don't have a lot going on. So they're watching a lot of TV. I just so love that Donald, repeat. I just love that Donald's being forced to watch me over and over and again. Oh, he laughs. He's not going to tell you that, but I'll He's hear not him laughing. Say, yeah, good. Yeah, he laughs. Good. All, All right, right thank I'll, you. I'll Love you. Later. Love you too. That's just funny, though, man. I'm not going to lie. It is that pretty shit funny. Is funny. Actually, dude. before you got on, Daniel was just like, because uh, Daniel and Joelle came to the premiere, and before mm-hmm. you got on, Daniel was like, I got to tell you, that movie is really funny. It was really that's, funny. That's just funny, man. And, uh, you know, uh, the. Uh, the Daniel sisters are great in it, man. It's good to see them in something again, man. They're, yeah. You know, I don't know if you were a Sweet Valley. No, High. I never watched Sweet Valley High, but I knew that that was their that was their jam. Oh man, I had crushes on the both of them, man. Yeah. Uh, they they were great in it. Uh, I got to work with Brittany, uh, uh, in Skyline actually. But the whole cast, but all the kids. amazing yeah. freaking Gab, the kids, uh, the 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 dad. Yeah, you know he's what I mean? incredible. Uh, what's he his go, name? He go, he, his, his nickname is Tree. He goes by Tree. He, he's because mm-hmm. uh, uh, he's probably as big as a tree. He's giant, mm-hmm. but his, yeah. his acting is fucking amazing. He's great. Tim like uh, uh, Erica, she's amazing. Like yeah. all, you know, just like it's and it's it's familiar faces too. You know, and Abby everybody Elliot, delivers. Abby Elliott's in it. You know. It's just such an amazing. It's a. It's an amazing family movie. I have man. no I'm idea. I'm so proud I, of you. Thank I'm you. I'm so proud of you, man. Thank you. We. I'm so happy that people love it. It's funny. I had a really funny moment because I'm trying to help my parents buy a house, and I never get recognized by kids because I, I I've never done anything for kids, um, and other than Chicken Little, obviously, which <laughs> I, they're not going to recognize me from that. And this is my very first thing that's ever been. You know, most of my stuffs. You know, obviously Scrubs was risque, and 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 kids weren't watching that and all my movies are are pretty much so i'm walking down the street and this was like the next day and i'm and i'm holding my mom i got my mom's arm because she's walking with a cane these days and this woman comes out of nowhere with two little boy, young boys probably seven and she goes sauce king it's the sauce king because <laughs> my character creates a sauce in the movie and the two little boys faces lit up and i was like i had this beautiful moment that was like you know, I've been used to getting recognized since since we since I got famous uh, with Scrubs, but this moment was like seeing a kid's face light up. Seeing me, it was something I don't know. It was something cool about it because it's amazing. Can I tell you something? Uh, and on a selfish level, just as you know, Sauce King, as <laughs> as a as a uh, it just it's it's longevity also with your career you're touching a new audience an audience yeah. that had no idea who you were right is now you know what i mean i experienced no, no child with, has any idea who i am no well they do now they do now <laughs> they do now they do now 
that's what you know what I mean? And they're gonna grow up with you now too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I hope we get to make this more. Is, it was fun. This is it's so amazing, dude. I'm so happy for you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And thanks for being so supportive. And I and and thank you. You missed you weren't able to come to the premiere because uh you had to work, but it was so fun watching uh your kids watch the premiere. And every time there's a there is a um a music cue because Kenya got Disney to pay for them songs. There's the soundtrack. He got, Be- he got Beyonce on there. I don't know. What he got this- Beyonce. On I don't know what this soundtrack wants to cost, but Kenya said, <laughs> make it happen. And uh, every time there was a song, your daughter hopped up out of her seat and she was just dancing along. She was having the best time. I'm telling you, it's her, it's her new favorite movie. Um, I love it. I love it. So there we go. there's our uh, there's our cheaper by the dozen plug. Please check it out if you haven't. It's on uh, Disney Plus. Um, it came out last week, and um, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, hearing people and their families enjoy it. There she is. What up, Queen Joelle in the house? Joelle, are you doing anything to propagate the uh, rumors that the people want me to play Ted Cord? Um, you are dialed into this ver- universe? Yes. Listen, I, I posted it in my stories like maybe two weeks ago when I got a bunch of messages being like, when will Zach suit up? Uh, I'm here <laughs> for it. I will tell all of the DC people anytime I see them. Um, it's right there in front of you guys. We're ready and Hold waiting. on now. Hold on now. Oh, Listen, here's the thing. Now, mm-hmm. if you get to play Ted Cord, do I get to still play Blue Beetle? Cause no, I'm a little my, worried. It's in I'm my a little worried, man. I'm, 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 Freaking I'm, CW didn't pick up Legends of Tomorrow yet, and I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm starting to get a little worried. They picked up Flash. They picked up Kung Fu. They picked up the 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 football <laughs> shit. They picked up all that other stuff. I didn't hear Legends of Tomorrow. Does that mean that if you get chosen as Ted Cord, I still get to play Blue Beetle? We should call Greg Berlani live on the show and surprise and ask him. <laughs> By the way, we've got some new sound effects, Donald, because I have um, expanded my Uh-oh. repertoire a little bit. Okay, this is me... when I this is my Donald Faison intro uh, track. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> you like it's that? A dr- it's a. Dr- I'm like a Seinfeld drum. No, it's got a scratch, bro. (laughs) It's still Seinfeldish. What is it? So black Seinfeld? What are you trying to say? It's Blindfeld. I don't get it. It's Blindfeld. (laughs) Now, when you have a joke that doesn't work. (laughs) That one's that's gonna hurt in real time. This is gonna hurt. You can't discriminate though. You better not discriminate. That shit goes for you too. Use it on me. Now, when okay. you tell me you got a new job and you got a, a job you're really excited about, yeah, buddy. Nice. Make that money. Make that money. Um, we got this. Okay. Who, who, who's going to get this? Oh. That goes hard. That's a good That's one. That's fire, dude. <laughs> That's fire. <laughs> When does that come in? I don't know. We're gonna. We're gonna. How about drop it right now? One more time. (laughs) Hey, welcome to the show, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, it's it's our new intro music after the theme song goes. After our theme song goes, but it's the breakdown, like when James Brown break it down and he just hi, hi, and he's just dancing and shit. Oh, come on, man. 
Donald, I uh, I'm getting back in shape. I'm back on the wagon. Well, if you're gonna play Ted Cord, you got to get back in shape. You and too. If I'm you're gonna, gonna try and get in that Beetle, suit. I got to get in that suit, and you got to get in that you suit. Can't have if a, it happens, you can't have. Come a on, CW. You can't have a fupa in a suit, Donald. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just telling you, if we're gonna strap on, strap in, not strap on, both. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> your foot, you're just sticking your foot deeper and deeper. And deeper By the way, this episode of the show has so much homoeroticism in it. Oh, I'm, it's got racist shit. Who wrote this stuff? I don't know. But Elliot is clearly a Republican. Clearly. Okay. Clearly a Republican. We can talk about that. We're going to get into all that. All I know is one thing's for sure. I'm documenting the Keith's body and claiming it is my own. Yeah. Which is, you know what? How about we start it like this? Let's get in. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. I laughed a bunch. Yeah, I was confused a little bit, too. My friend with money, guys. We are in uh, 605. And um, I got a very interesting proposition last night about this podcast. I, I'm so excited to tell you guys about it, but I don't know if I can. I, I don't think I can tell the fans yet. Tell Uh-oh. us shit. Well, you can Get say those it. We'll cut it. Get ready, Daniel. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'll tell you, and then, Daniel, you'll assess how you bleep it out. Okay. I met the CFO of and she said, I love the podcast. Why don't you guys and we'll and fuck you? You're lying. Oh my God. No. You're lying to me right yeah, now. That happened. You're lying to me. And then this morning, and, and I thought she like had a buzz or whatever. And then this morning she texted me about it. Oh, she's for real then. Yeah, she's for a real. A next day follow up? <laughs> a next day early follow up. This has to happen. This has to happen. All right, fans, we can't tell you yet, but put it this way the podcast is on such fuego that uh, people are, are hitting us up from all over. My heart is being so huh. fast. That's amazing, Zach. How you do all this business? Yeah, oh, what? That's incredible. Well, wow. That's the thing about Hollywood is you can go to, you can, you can, I, I, I got to hang out with Al Pacino. Listen to what's happening last week. I went to a Shabbat, okay. I went to a Shabbat dinner where I hung out with Al Pacino. Wow. Okay. I sat next to Al Pacino and I was so nervous. <laughs> and he was <laughs> so cool. And everyone at the table, obviously, basically just like, come on, tell us stories. And he was telling <laughs> stories. And <laughs> apparently there's like the secret club that if you're friends with Pacino or you know someone where he screens old 35 millimeter prints at, at either the, the new Beverly, that's Tarantino's theater, right? Or whatever. And, and then after does Q and A's and it's not like, charged, it's not like charged or anything. It's just like, you got to know someone. And then, but guys, I'm like, I got oh my, my foot God. in the door. The woman oh who God. organizes it, I met her, I gave her my number. I go, I love Al so much. Please um, invite me. And she goes, yeah, I'll make sure you're invited and I'll try and get you guys invited. But like, like not necessarily like super famous ones. Like they, he referenced He's the done so many movies, yeah. They, like they referenced so Scarecrow, which I've never seen, which I guess is Whoa. him and wow. Gene Hackman. Wow. And then, um, and Eli Roth was also at the table and he's like, you know, he's, he's like best buddies with Tarantino. And Eli Roth was like, I think Tarantino might have a, a print of Scarecrow. I could get it from him. And Al would be like, and Al was like, oh, that would be great. 
And I was just like, I can't believe it. Hoo-ha! What a dream. What yeah. a dream. Then oh, Eli, my goodness. Then Eli Roth and I started doing impressions of him from Glengarry Glen Ross. And it was magic. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh. Then, oh, my like God, they have the craziest story to He's tell got you. the – hold on. I just got to say one thing before you get into this craziest story. This is just a little interlude into my love for Al Pacino. Best motivational talk in a movie ever mm. is – any given Sunday. Oh, yeah. When yes. he's in the locker room talking at the end of the movie when they're about to go into the playoff game. That shit is so powerful. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it 100. I don't know how much Al Pacino knows about football, but whoever that character was he was playing, if you ever want to get motivated, if you ever want to feel some type of emotion and go out into the world charged and ready to go, listen to that monologue there you he's go. in the locker room at the end of the movie well i love him i think he's i mean such a fucking genius and it was just cool to sit next to him and hear him tell stories and he was just so personal you know you'd think a lot of old school legends like that would be like you know let's just have a glass of wine i don't want to talk about my work he was the opposite he was holding court at the table people are asking him questions he's like oh i got a funny story about that now let me tell you something and it was just oh, amazing man. it was so cool you said you had something else that was crazy. The other yeah. story that's hilarious. Okay, so make a long story short, Donald and I, we've told you about the loft we stayed in when we were uh, our first hiatus from Scrubs in Manhattan, in Soho. And we put a ping pong table in there, right? Yeah. Was there one in there or did we buy one? I, I don't know if we one. bought one, but there was a ping pong table and... Yes. Yeah. And uh, we hung and we told you about the stories there and we had some really fun nights there. We were just, Donald had been famous before, but it was my first time being a known actor. And I was doing Shakespeare in the park, which was like a lifelong dream. And I was cranking Michelle Branch. Um, everything was perfect. <laughs> Turn me inside <laughs> out so I can see. That was the summer of everywhere to me. I had my CD player. Remember I had my yellow CD player? That yeah, had yeah, the, that shit. It had that thing so that it doesn't skip. Yeah. Yeah, and you so know it that, doesn't you know, skip. You know that I had that thing that you, you clamped over and locked the Sony? You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't Classic. skip. Classic. The disc You know what? You I know couldn't what's... have everywhere skipping. I knew. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> this, had, this, this episode has a lot of shit like that anyway. But yeah, go on. So We got to get happened? into the episode, but let me just tell you the story. So when we left, Donald, I don't even know if you know this, but when we left, this woman, we hadn't done anything to the place. The place was, it was not, it was not set up nice. It was an artist studio. It just happened to have like a bathroom and two beds. And it was, it was, it was pretty rough. It was, but we were just so happy to be in a giant loft pretending we were in the movie Big uh, in Soho. Um, but it was not like redone, right? It was like a rough, no. raw space. Yeah, and this woman who rented us had the rented it to us had the audacity to try and keep our deposit, and she sent me this long list of all the things that were wrong um, that she needed to repaint. There was a missing missing conch shell in the bathroom that like <laughs> that like this that the other thing, and it was so it was such bullshit because we hadn't done anything to her fucking loft. Okay. So for some reason, I took the time. I was so mad. I took the time to write the sassiest, funniest response to her claims. And it wasn't, I wasn't like being a dick. I was just being like a wise ass, but I was being a funny wise ass. And it was a, it was a letter for one. No one would ever see it but this woman. It wasn't like I was going to litigate it or anything. It wasn't, I, I, we probably, she probably kept our fucking deposit for all I know. But I, but I took the time to really sit there and write the, 
the funny as hell, you've got to be fucking kidding me letter, right? I haven't thought about it since. This was 2001. One? Two? Yeah, whenever freaking Scrubs premiered. One. 2002. 2001. Okay. Uno. So I'm coloring my movie, which is when you go into, um, what's, um, when you go into a, um, a, a studio and you sit with a colorist and the, your cinematographer and you're adjusting all the color and making it look as pretty as possible. Think of it like a zillion dollar Instagram room. And, um, and all of a sudden, my DP says, Janusz Kaminski is here. Would you like to meet him? Now, for those of you who don't know, Janusz Kaminski is one of the most famous cinematographers of all time. He's shot 19 of Spielberg's movies. Um, he's got two Oscars. He shot Schindler's List. He shot the recent West Side. I mean, basically the last 19 Spielberg movies and, and many other movies. He's, he's a living legend. And I'm like, oh, and, and Mauro Fiore, who's my cinematographer for my, for my film that I made, um, used to be his gaffer. Gaffer is right underneath the cinematographer. He's in charge of all the lighting. So they're friends. So he says, Janusz happens to be here. Do you want to meet him? So I say, oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah, Janusz Kaminski's in there. So Janusz Kaminski comes into the room. He's a Polish guy. He's loud. He's funny. He's just clearly pounded a cup of coffee because he's speaking a mile a minute. And he goes, Zach, 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 Zach. I read that letter that you wrote oh that woman, and that was the funniest fucking thing I ever read in my life. <laughs> and I go, what? How could you possibly have read that? He goes, because I rented that place right after you and your friend, and the letter was somehow on the table, and I got to tell you, all these years later, I'm still laughing about how fucking funny that letter was. Oh my Amazing. gosh. What? <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Isn't that great? Amazing. Yeah, man. That is you know, that is wild. He was cracking up. He was quoting it. This is 20 years ago. He's quoting it. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, you made me laugh so hard. I can't do a Polish accent, sorry. But he's like, you made me laugh so hard. He goes, and I had to deal with that lady for two years. I rented that place. And um, and so, yeah, but uh, anyway, I just thought that's, that's the end of the story. But it was, it was, I'm like, I'm like sitting there like mega fan geeked out. And he's telling me that I'm hilarious for a letter I wrote 20 years ago. That's crazy. Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit, and nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds. And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, mmm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day. Oh, really? 
Rosemary's Mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein. Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars. Shop on Amazon today. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano. Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Anyway, let's get into the show. Hit it. We already did that. Oh, then don't hit it. You know what you should, instead of hitting that, <laughs> hit this. Hey. We also have this, too. I know. You know what I like? You know what that should be? What? The first one that you did? When we come back from commercial break. Okay. We got a lot of responsibilities now. All right, let's have the show. Um, there's swanky new suites. Right, that rich folks. The rich folks can afford, um, which is a commentary and a real thing. Um, we all know. Um, they have that here in, uh, definitely in Los Angeles and New York. You Cedar sign, I got it for sure, because we got that when the kid Yeah, you was were born. gifted it, I believe, by one yeah. of your friends. And, yes. uh, and I remember walking in, and it, it was nice. And I'm sure there's levels above what you had, even. Yeah, absolutely. We got the lower level one. We got the, we got I the was, you know, it's not common and you're not sharing it with someone else you got your own private one right they got the ones that are like you know 
like this, like we're spoofing in the show. Yeah. And in fact, I did that for my dad once when he was ill. They they had him in like a four bedroom or something, and I remember it's like take out my credit card, like what do I got to pay because I'm blessed enough that I can do that, and uh, and it was on offer. So obviously, you're going to do anything you can for your parents when they're sick. But uh, yeah, so that's a real thing that exists. Um, if you're listening in another country, um, that might not happen in your country, or maybe it does. I don't know. You took the candy. What's JD the candy? took the candy from the. Uh, that from was the funny. I took the I took the mint off his chest. Yeah, yeah. That was funny. That was very funny. Um, postpartum depression, I have to say, uh, um, I thought was handled. You know, the theme, one of the main themes of this is mm -hmm. Carla and Turk. Um, and their new baby and Carla suffering from postpartum depression, which I thought this was a great public service announcement, really, for yeah. for for so many women that must go through this. And I, I know this aired in two thousand six, but um, the 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 way that it was dealt with and the and the and the beautiful speech that uh, Jordan gives Carla at the end was was just I don't know I was just proud of us for for putting a positive message out in the world right not only that i thought it was played well i thought judy did such an amazing job you know we talk about how great of an actress she is but she's really flexing her chops in this you know yes. uh, she's being funny and dramatic at the at the same time and that's really hard to do yeah. um uh and and she's nailing it and then also krista's speech at the end is 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 beautiful yeah. and uh so needed and made me laugh so hard also where you know when she turns around and she's like dude Shut the fuck up, Turk. Pretty much, you don't have a line in this play. You don't have a line in. I laughed. You do not have a line in this play. I laughed at every one of your reactions. If you speak again, I will eat you. I laughed when she said, "I had this night." You know, she says, "I've had these feelings like I might throw yeah, my throw baby, baby out the window," the and then they cut to you, and you're like, you're "Like the faces <laughs> oh you were making, the faces yeah. you were making." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, man. But um, I just, I just, I was really, I was really, uh, you know. It was my favorite storyline in the in the show uh, this this time around. I Elliot made me really mad in this episode for some reason, and it wasn't because I'm jealous of her getting off at five o'clock. Like some of the shit she was saying, like I I, I stopped right before it got too ghetto in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? And right. you know she said like a lot of things where I was like, what? Yeah. What if was this that was that key line? and if this was that key and peel sketch, I would have been like. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll get into that so elliot walks in this clearly is a time in electronics where all these things are coming out because all of a sudden in this episode you've got webcams you've got taking pictures with phones you've got um video chatting right you've got um texting is a lot it just felt like this episode also was a sort of a trend must have been a transitional phase in 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 at the time when everyone was sort of switching over to all these gadgets um well you know. i remember i remember the whole omg lol thing i had no idea what that was at the time so it was still very that was very very new mm -hmm. uh to text and use those as ways to describe how you were feeling uh now it's just like common tongue like we use it in our everyday language but right although sometimes a young person will send you something and you're like what i have to i have to google what what that that one means I my kids that. walking around saying everything is sus i'm like what the heck does that yes, that's mean, suspects dude? right i know suspects. what suspect means yeah, yeah but everything is sus fozzy you're acting so sus right now <laughs> he's talking about the dog and i'm like what are you 
What, how suspicious is this dog acting right <laughs> <laughs> What is the dog? <laughs> You're going to learn lingo from the kids. When I made Cheaper by the Dozen, those kids were speaking like a different language and like doing things like she. <laughs> I, I learned it meant like you got ice in your veins or something. I don't know. <laughs> Donald, do you know that one? That's funny. No, but that's very funny. She, kids, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this. But I don't know if this is out of. I'm sure it's out of style now because it's been a year. But they would, they would like, they would go like. No, no, the ice a, in your veins. I think it was I, a. I think it was a TikTok a thing. It was a basketball, a basketball thing was ice in your veins, but yeah. then they paired it, which I think was a TikTok thing with sheesh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which meant something else. I don't know. Uh, but they used it for everything. It was like, you know how the Smurfs use Smurf for everything? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. how they use sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Elliot walks in when I'm trying to show off to Kim that I've got a nice body, but I'm using Keith's body. I'm using Keith. And I'm taking a picture of his abs, and I go, "No, I've no, I've always had an innie." Oh, yeah, that's funny. Elliot walks in while I'm photographing Keith's ass, and she goes, "This reminds me of the time I found you at that bus stop, bent yeah. over, showing your yeah. ass." And yeah. then you, you assume it's going to be. He goes, something. "This is nothing like that. What are you talking about?" Yeah, and then you assume it's going to be like him hooking up with a guy or something, and and it's actually me again taking a picture yeah. of his ass. Yeah, and I, and I go, "I'm getting a little flare off the urinal." Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then you go, actually, this is exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so JD, you know, not saying he's DTF, but he, he's definitely interested in Keith's body. Very much so. I was going to ask you about that. I, I think JD does have some fantasies that. I think maybe... he appreciates the male form. Let's just put it that way. Yes, but fantasies that his form looked like that form as well. Yes, you know I don't I mean? think he wants to touch Keith, but he does. Maybe, say, he of course, one, he wants he to. Goes, t- I think goes, he. I don't think he, it's. Wait, hold on now. Is it gay to touch another man? Um. Well, that's all debatable. Um. Uh. You know, on, on the scale, on the Kinsey scale of 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 queerness, is that the right way to frame it, Joelle? Yeah, it's it's a spectrum. It's so, a spectrum. I mean, so you might you might not want to put your peep in in a man, but you might go, "Ooh, those abs feel nice." You could certainly appreciate a, a body form without wanting to be right. uh, intimate with it. Yeah, right. There yes. you go. Thank you, Joelle, for guiding me through. Joelle turns that well. it into like it all of a sudden turns into Vulcan. She turns it straight up into <laughs> Joelle's the queer whisperer. It gets whisper. all big. She it gets is. all big. It gets all big language and everything. I love being a queer Vulcan. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Queer. Joelle's our queer, queer Vulcan. Well, I just want to. I don't want to upset anyone, so I want to say everything correctly. So I I let Joelle make sure we're using the correct syntax. <laughs> right, Joelle. Yes, the absolutely. Right, so I think Joe. I don't think JD wants to play hide the peep with Keith, but I do think that he, it seems, is a little into his body. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is X's new partner. What's going on over there? What's happening? But it's funny though when he watches when he's involved with their sex play, he he never he never participates or anything or is invited to. He's always just sort of. Oh like, no, he participates. He's jumped on the bed before. In that episode, he jumps on the bed, oh, doesn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We don't know what they, happened. They, we don't know what happened with them. That's what I'm Elliot, trying to say. Elliot must have shut that down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We don't really know. Jordan eats a ram. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Fantasy. 
It, it, that it was, was crazy. A, it was a fantasy. That was crazy. <laughs> you thought it was crazy for, for a fantasy? <laughs> that was cra- that she threw the ram's head on the ground. And, and then she said, no, he, 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 she, he pulls it out and she says, I'm not done yet. Yeah. That's the show that women have when they're pregnant have crazy food cravings. She ate a live ram. <laughs> Did Casey ever have food cravings like that? Eating no. a live ram? No, she does like her steak medium rare, but she does not eat live animals. Sorry. Are you going to watch the Oscars at my house, by the way? The Oscars will have already happened by the time this airs, but I want to know if you're watching it with us. The problem going, with your family is... Uh, we got basketball and shit, and we don't uh, got a babysitter. We're going to Palm Springs. Uh, Rocco has a tournament for basketball. Doesn't sound like you're going to watch the Oscars. I know, Joelle, you're going to be watching the Oscars. Uh, Yeah, right now I'm doing a mad dash to watch all of the films I haven't seen yet. What um, have, have you seen Denzel's performance? I have not no, that's on the list for Friday night. You know what? Every, what is up? Why is everybody scared to watch that shit, man? You know it's going to be fire. You know what I, I mean? Think I, I, have a, I have an idea why. It's his performance, I don't, and Francis McDormand's performance, I don't think anyone doubts will be holy shit. It's a very artistically done rendition in that the way that it is filmed and shot is, um, for, you know, they're not like in a castle per se. It's, it's done with like light and mood and it's Joel Cohen being incredibly artistic and it's probably brilliant. But I think a, a, a traditional set and traditional Denzel and Francis McDormand in a real believable environment might have been more enticing to people. I'm making this up. Daniel, any thoughts on on my theory? I haven't seen it. I'm also, you know, a little bit lacking in the Oscar department, so I would trust your analysis more. I trust your analysis primarily. I don't know. Well, I haven't I seen a lot of these movies, you know what I mean, this time around. And, you know, I, I would, well, it's I've like seen that a every lot year. It's like you see what's that story yet, Donald? I started it. I couldn't finish it. Whoa! Uh, why, why couldn't you finish why? it? Uh, I thought it's dope, and I think it's great performances and all of that stuff. It's just boring. Whoa! <laughs> Tony Kushner showed his whole good ass timing. on that script, though. It's so good. I thought it was I, I thought the rewrite was really, really well done. I, there was so much talent, and I thought it was mm-hmm. beautifully shot by my new best friend, Janusz Kaminski. Um, <laughs> yeah. True. So. I didn't say I didn't say it wasn't beautiful. I didn't say it wasn't well directed. I didn't say there were great performances. I just I it wasn't my cup of tea. I'm sorry. I respect Shit. it. It's okay. That's real talk. Hey, let him have his opinion. Ask ask, ask me if I watched Spider Man. Did you watch oh, Spider Man? Fuck yeah, man! That shit is fire, dude. <laughs> he had to ask. You know who shot? You know who shot Spider Man? Who? Mauro Fiore, the cinematographer who shot my film, A Good Person. Oh, oh, look at that! Look at that! So well, I'm fancy. Um, all right, let's get back into the show. Oh, should we take a break? We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk more about this episode of Scrubs, the television show. Let's uh, go out with this. 
Reboot your credit card with Apple Card, the only credit card designed for iPhone. It gives you up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase. Plus, Apple Card has no fees, not even hidden ones. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Variable APRs for Apple Card range from 19.24% to 29.49% based on credit worthiness. Rates as of February 1, 2024. Terms and more at AppleCard.com. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit, and nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds. And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, mmm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day. Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein. Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars. Shop on KindSnacks.com today. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and the last star on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man, Marie's a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return, your time won't, and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rewatch show with Zach and Donald. 
and we're back. We are back. We are back. All right, we're back. <laughs> so trampoline floors, eh? I like that I go. I like bouncing, but it is dangerous. <laughs> also, a w- a Scrubs Wiki pointed out that why is JD drinking beer in the fantasy when he doesn't like beer? Right. It's JD's fantasy. Question. Well, they clearly want to do the gag with the beer on the trampoline, but and that's probably very tricky to do with an apple teeny. But if it's JD's fantasy, he's not drinking beer. No. Todd can't see the nipple. That shit made me laugh, man. That was my laugh. That's the biggest laugh of the show. Yeah, that's the biggest laugh in the whole show. Once again, Rob Maschio comes through. God, Rob, we are sorry for ever doubting you on set and making fun of you for running line. Singular. Oh, God. But every time he says something, it's funny. That is the funniest. I can't see the nipple. I can't see the nipple. Why is Rob in the lactation consultant? I don't know why the Todd is there, man. What is he doing in that? And how did he hide behind these two ladies before? You know what I mean? He's hiding behind them, and they can't see him. And Turk and Carla can't see him either. And he pops up out of nowhere. That is the biggest laugh of the episode, is Todd... Jumping out in the lactation meeting, saying, I can't see the nipple. Wait, why does this kid come over and point out that you're African-American? That's what I'm saying. What the fuck was up with this show, yo? Like, I'm sitting here like, wait, I don't know. I don't get it. Where did that come from? That was just, like, random. Well, it was a very weird. It makes me believe. Well, they needed to set up the idea that Carla would leave the baby with a child. That's That's how out of it she is with her postpartum depression. So they had to introduce a child neighbor. But what his line is, is since, since you're, you're African, I wrote it down. Since you're African-American, I was wondering if I could borrow some of your Marvin Gaye CDs. What the <laughs> and you're not, And you're not, you're not taken aback or offended in any way. You reach right <laughs> He's for He's like, him. yeah, come on in, kid. <laughs> yeah, come on in, kid. And by the way, here, here they are. I happen to have my Marvin Gaye CDs right. at the ready on account of being African-American. Well, I always keep the, them close the by. That, the fucked up shit is that Everybody should have Marvin Gaye CDs back then. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. Let's just keep it 100. That's good music. Good music is good music is good music. I I know, but you ripped them out like they were in your Marvin Gaye CD holster. You don't got a motherfucking Marvin Gaye catalog, motherfucker? (laughs) I don't think I ever bought a Marvin Gaye CD. What? Um, You don't don't have Let's Get It On? No, I don't. You don't have What's Going On? Do you, when you're getting busy with your lady, do you like go, hold on? I know you've been married a long time. But yeah, do you go, dude, hold on, sometimes girl. That music do you go, hold right. on, girl? Let me put on the right song. All right, I'm going to tell you something. They do right that now. in the movies, but I don't think. Uh, I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah, keep it 1,000 like you did last week, because right? that was very funny. If you. I had put- people on my Twitter write me about how fucking hilarious it was about you slurping all over your wife's face. <laughs> if you and, my put- suggestion, and my suggestion to put bread in your bedside. <laughs> 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 Sorry, go ahead. Keep it 1,000. <sighs> I forgot what we were talking about. We we're talking about whether you put on music when you're going to get busy with oh, your Oh, there wife. we go. Yeah, that's right. Yo. So look, if you put the music on when it's time. To... Sorry. Not no, I'm that, getting... man. You got to put on you gotta well, you gotta put, put on, on music. Let's get it on. I'm not allowed to right. play Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye got some Marvin Gaye got some real good music to fuck to. I'm just keeping 100 with you. What other keeping ones 1, besides What other ones besides Let's Get It On? That's the one I know. You can fucking pretty much fuck to anything. 
Oh, really? Okay. As you long can, as it's got a beat to it. Donald Faison's here to say you can have sex to any Marvin Gaye song. Well, yeah, man. Think about it. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, uh, no, no. What's going that's on? What's going on? Song. What's going like on? Isn't that like a civil rights anthem? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but when you but but when you hitting that but when you hitting that that beat is kicking. What's you know, going on? You know what's what I going you know on? what I have sex what's to? What's going on? <laughs> without fail. What's going on? With, without fail, and I have to time it out right because it's not a long song. <laughs> but when I'm when I'm getting ready to finish, I I play this song. What you trying to get into one day soon? What you trying to do? <laughs> that, that helps me finish. <laughs> what about when do we, we reference our friend Chugsky died? Yeah, I missed and that then bastard. And we say pour some out for our homies. And we pour coffee Yeah, what the on fuck the was going on? What the hell is going on in this episode? Who wrote this episode? Uh, Gabby Allen. Gabby Allen wrote this episode but what you know, the heck was going all, on there as we all know there are many people in the writer's room that contribute that might not have been gabby's joke she's just the one with the name on on it okay um but we did pour some out for our homies yeah we pour it out and then i do the with the turks dance once i you know what i mean that was very funny by the way i laughed at your with the turks dance that's one of my with the turks i like that i um, say that with my kids with a phase on so cox, I think everybody cox should... thinks barbie is a sellout I think, I think he's, I think he's jealous. That's real talk. I, I know he's in it to win it as a doctor. Well, he has a, his moral compass is telling yes. him that he's not going to be a private practice doctor. That's not the kind of person he is. That's not who he wants to be. He's not going to do that life. But there he, he don't is. Want that money. There he is sneaking in with a with a with a repelling with like a Batman. What do you call that thing? Repelling hook. Uh, grappling, grappling hook. A grappling hook. Mm-hmm. Because the janitor has sealed over the entrance to the luxury suite, I assume at night, with a wall. Yes. So Cox figures out the only way back into the luxury suite is via grappling hook. Yes. <laughs> I laughed at I laughed at that. First, I was like, that shit's never going to hold on to the wall. And then he, it, it obviously does, and he climbs up. But Batman has a grappling hook that shoots out of a gun, right? Yeah. But he then has a he bunch still of things ha- that then he have still gone. has to call. Then he still has to. Climb. No, he has a zip line too. He has he has That's a zip line cool. too. Does he have a? Yeah. If I think if I was a superhero, Ted Cord has something. Some Ted Cord has something similar to that. He's kind of he like Batman. Yeah, he's kind of like okay. Batman. Um, if you're listening, Greg Berlani or Warner Brothers, <laughs> when I play Ted Cord, I want a grappling hook that shoots right. A gun that shoots a grappling hook, and then I hit a button and it starts pulling me up the up the line. How dope is that? It's dope. Does Batman have that? Of course. I want that. <laughs> of course Batman has that. Batman has all the wonderful toys. That. I have this weird fantasy about that. About, about Maybe it'll happen. We never know. Look, man, life life is so crazy. We'll whiteboard it. I'm going to put it on the whiteboard. I, I want it know. to happen. But I don't know if I don't know what the no, CW I mentioned wants. It to Greg. There's this new merger. There's all of this stuff that's going on, man. I mentioned it to Greg, and I think he thought I meant the film version because he said I don't. I, he said something like, um, "I don't want to say what he said," but but I don't think he thought I meant this Led, leagues of legend version. What's legends it called? Of tomorrow, you legends, legends of tomorrow. Legends of tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, it's just would be in the Arrowverse. That's what it would be. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but then we're gonna spin off and do an HBO Max show. 
That's me. Put it on the whiteboard. Put Listen, it on the whiteboard. What's the show um, um, with um, with Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan? Oh, Falcon oh, and the Winter Falcon Soldier. That's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that, but our show. Like that would be dope. That would be so fire. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, we'd have to stay in good shape to be in those tights. I can't have your fupa <laughs> out. Okay, listen. I, th- I think it should be wah, 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 wah. Better. Better, 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 better. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit, and nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds. And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, Donald, let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day. Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein. Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts bars, and Kind Savory bars. Shop on Amazon today. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was we'll it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um... So then uh, Carla leaves the baby with the with the with the Jewish little boy. Uh, we assume he's Jewish because he says Mazel Tov to her on the baby because he sees that her nipples are leaking through her shirt. Yes. So um, Turk walks in to find the baby with the Marvin Gaye listening Jewish kid who uh, appreciates Carla's leaky nipples. Yes. <laughs> Now, Turk runs to the hospital with the baby. Yes. And I with say, the baby. And I say, hi, whatever I call you, brown bear. And I go, hi, mocha cub. Yes. <laughs> that, well, that's, this is forever on my uh, Instagram feed. Whenever I post pictures of my kids, look, it's mocha cubs. Mocha cubs. You look at have, the mocha cubs. You have very beautiful children. Every time I post them, they say, oh, my goodness, his children are so beautiful. Thank you to anyone they, who said that. And then that. they Thank say he, they look so much like Donald. So they're really indirectly giving you a compliment, not only on your seed, but on your face. Because they're like, oh, my God, they're so beautiful. They look so much like Donald. Their beauty comes from their mother, man. It doesn't come from me. I, I promise agree. you that. I agree. Anyway. Zach, I love, fuck, Zach, I love, I, Zach, yeah, Zach, Zach I love you. Let's talk about Keith in a singlet. Again, back to the homoeroticism. Keith shows up in a singlet with a very large package, by the way. I don't know if Keith uh, augmented, but he was representing. I think that was. I think that's the point of the I joke. S- I say nice singlet. Does it come in hetero? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you so many wrestlers were like, what? <laughs> I think wrestling the sport is is pretty homoerotic. I mean, I'm not. I mean, it's fighting. It's it's combat. Yeah. So everything is homoerotic when it comes to fighting. That's just what it is, man. You're I mean, grabbing. You're, I, you're rolling around. I know, but as a young your testosterone is on high in, levels. When you're in high school, you are in this heightened state of blaring testosterone and puberty. Yeah. And I remember mm-hmm. wrestling with my friends. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it was sexual, but you're like, you're like letting it out and you're like, you're like a young, you're like an animal that needs to like, I look at my, you know, it's like, it's like animals, like dogs who need to wrestle and, and get it out. And um, so I just see that. I don't know. I just think that. I don't like, mind all of that shit. I don't mind wrestling and stuff like that and rolling around and stuff. It's when the sweat drips on you that I got an issue <laughs> with. That's when I'm like, God, man. Yeah. 
why you got to sweat so much? Like, that's the one thing that I fucking fear about uh, MMA and grappling. That shit's the worst, man. You'll be wrestling and you'll be sweating and shit. I don't get I don't give a fuck if your nuts are on my head while you're fucking trying to choke me out and all of that shit. That's fine. I get it. We are in combat. It's you know, that's what it is. But motherfucker, why the sweat? You know what I mean? And I'm a sweaty guy too. That yeah. shit drips in your eyes, yeah, in your like mouth, on your face. That shit is not fun. It's like when you're playing basketball and Pat Ewan's next to you and you're like, God, throw this motherfucker a towel or something. (laughs) Are you not allowed to have a towel on you when you you play basketball? No, man. You're not allowed to have a towel. No, man. No. No, I'm saying you could tuck a towel in your shorts. That's not going to hurt you. No, 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 no. You know how, like, the hype man always has a towel? With COVID. Why can't the basketball player have a towel? (laughs) Right. The hype man always has a towel. (laughs) The hype man always has a towel. (laughs) That's the title of my autobiography. (laughs) Um, I don't know why a basketball player isn't allowed to tuck a little washcloth, or, or not a washcloth, but a little towelette in his pants. Well, they got the jersey. You can wipe it off with the, the jersey. jersey or a but headband. Look, you can wear a headband, right? Yeah, but that don't really stop it either. Listen, so when you are wrestling, though, that's yeah. what happens, man. The wrestling part is the fine. That I don't know. I don't think anybody cares about that. It's the sweat. Okay. Um, the very funny Krista's entrance, a la Jurassic Park. To, Isn't she lovely? Dun, 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 they, dun, they even did the dun, dun, they even did the dun, cup of water. Dun, 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 dun. They even did the cup of water thing where the you know, like in Jurassic Park when you see like the, the water, water shake. shake, yeah, yeah. And then I'm scared. So am I. Yeah, <laughs> and she looked scary. Um, I'll be honest with you, she looked beautiful. Well, I'm she's keep Krista. It she can't help but look beautiful, but she did look, they did make her out to seem like a scary character. Yeah, but it didn't work. I'm sorry. Krista's, Krista's too beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So Krista that whole comes- thing, That whole thing, That's this is what I don't get. The whole thing about being big and pregnant and everything like that and being full and that, not, and that being scary is some bullshit, man. That's some straight up bullshit. There's beauty and everything. Man, and the fact that the fact that these motherfuckers is acting like they scared of that shit is some bullshit as well, man. That's just me uh, personally. Well, looks, I get it in the show; they're trying to make jokes well, about it. She's supposed to. She ate a ram, dude. Um, she's scary. <laughs> I know. That's that's yeah. I get that. I get all a of that live stuff. Ram. I get all of that stuff. <laughs> but come on, man. Come on. I just love that Bill is clearly still in his animal face because they're bringing rams to set. Um. So um, I thought the scene with Krista and you and Judy was really beautiful. Uh, that that song is so beautiful. I wrote it down. It's the Crane Wife 3 by the Decembrists. And it's such a pretty song as Jordan is consoling Carla and telling her not to be afraid to seek help for postpartum depression and how common it is and, and not to feel like a failure and telling Turk to shut the fuck up every time he tries to weigh in. And... Um, I just thought that was really great. As I said at the beginning of the episode, um, I like it when Scrubs has messages that that really can help people and resonate with people. And there's so many women who suffer from postpartum depression, and and I felt like we were, in a sense, doing a public service by by normalizing it and explaining that you can get help for it. I was going to have Casey uh, come on the show. I don't know if she experienced postpartum depression, but you know, 
I, I you know, I, I'm ignorant. But I think you'd know. I think you would know. Well, you know, there's some like like uh, we were talking about uh, spectrums. Yeah, there's of levels course. To it, of course. Of course. Um, and uh, but I was gonna. I asked her if she wanted to talk about it, and she was like, "Ah, no, nah, that's okay." Um, um, why would you? The episode ends, um, and 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 Carla's chosen to um, go on some antidepressants, which are clearly helping, and she says. If you talk openly about this, I'm going to show everyone that time you tried to grow your hair out. Now, what I don't understand is why is that a framed picture that's <laughs> that's that's on uh, in the living room? <laughs> One, why that, and why would he take a picture of it? Why would he be like at some point, Turk would be like, "Yo, you know what? This shit ain't working." Way before why it, it got framed? to that level. Why is it framed in the living room? I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's just I don't. I don't know. This is a wacky season. Things are things are crazy. It's very funny. There are very funny jokes in all of these shows, uh, yeah. but some of these things aren't tracking anymore. It's like we're starting to, you know, like you like you said, the whole beer instead of the apple teeny. I get the joke is funny, but you know, six things is okay. are. I don't hate six. Huh. It ends with me really missing Elizabeth. Now, we all know what's coming with Elizabeth. Uh, I won't give any spoilers if you happen to be someone that doesn't know. But um, it ends It ends on a melancholic note of J.D. really missing her. And mm-hmm. um, Well, it also ends with something that uh, uh, we don't talk about and it, enough, actually. Elliot's love for J.D. is still very very strong regardless of you know regardless of uh you know what's going on between the two of you know she has a boyfriend now uh he has a baby mama on the way Mm -hmm. but elliot truly still elliot truly still loves jd she did the whole uh the 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 webcam thing so he can talk to his girlfriend and everything like that these are things that someone who is a, a true friend. But do you think that she friend. realizes that it's more than just, oh, I, I love you so much. You're such a good friend. We've been through a lot together. Or do you think she realizes, like, I still, I'm going to keep this to myself, but I still have feelings for him? I don't know. I think she's keeping it to herself. I think, I think she knows inside she still has feelings for him. And she's doing this because, you know, I don't know how to put it. She involves him in everything, man. She involves him in her sex life. She involves him. They live together. Like right. all of these things, you know, she's given him a place to stay. All of these things are things that people, when somebody loves you, that's what they do for you. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but we know they're going to end up together. And but so that's those, what I'm saying. So those that's feelings, what I mean. Those feelings of love, next level love, like I'm in love with you, love, are, are I think are, she has are, are, those are right lying, now. They might be lying dormant. And she's not really like present to them, but they're there. Right. Right, Because look at all the wonderful things she does for this guy. Yeah. Well, and also he's been such an asshole to her. I mean, he's He's still an asshole to her. She got a fucking fancy new job and he's fucking shitting on her for it. Well, he's, he's trying to hold the same moral compass as, as Dr. Cox. um, Cause Cox is his hero. He's, He's not doing. He's he's following in the footsteps of Cox and saying, "No, I'm I'm not going to sell out right now um, and go to private practice. I'm gonna I'm gonna work for this hospital." <laughs> <laughs> I wish I 
wish I could carry this uh, sound around with me all day. <laughs> um, that's our show, everybody. We don't have a caller today because I'm sorry. I have to race off to uh, to work on my film. Um, please forgive me. Yay. I know everybody loves the caller, but I am in the final stages of finishing A Good Person, starring the legendary Morgan Freeman and the legendary Florence Pugh and the legendary Molly Shannon. Um, and um, I have to go um, to coloring where I'm going to make it look even prettier and maybe see Janusz Kaminski again. But um, tell Janusz, uh, I said, what up, yo? I will, but he doesn't care about you because you didn't write the most funny letter he's ever written. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, did but you mention you. me in the letter? Did you mention me in the letter? <laughs> I don't remember the letter. I wrote it 20 years ago, but this dude wrote. Ask Janusz in. if he remember if he wrote, if, ask him. Be like, listen, I don't want to bring up my best friend. <laughs> But did I mention him in the letter? He he wanted to know. I I will I will ask him if I see him. Um, but, and then that's when you bring up you know, and he's a really good actor too. Oh I don't God. know what Giannis you know you got going on nowadays. I don't think Giannis. But, should, uh, I don't think Giannis decides who Spielberg casts. I think he just photographs it beautifully. But if he would be like Spielberg, check this young brother out. Spielberg oh, okay. would be like, so oh, you think coming from scenario, you, Janish, wow, you think that's very, scenario, okay, I will. So in your mind, there's a scenario where Janish calls Spielberg and is like, I read a letter 20 years ago, and there's an <laughs> African-American who's mentioned in it, I think we should consider for some of your films. That's, well, that's what's in your mind? Yes. Okay, just joking. <laughs> it's Hollywood, man. Anything can happen. And on that note, five, six, seven, eight. Stories about show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, he's got stories that you all should know. So gather around to hear our gather around. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Oh. Gene, run! 
Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.